You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Welcome to episode 99 of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. That's right, we are just one episode away from number 100, and thank you so much for making this podcast part of your day. It's good to be back after taking a couple of weeks off uh, with the Blue Wahoo season starting. Things have been extremely busy with the first homestand and just getting everything ready for opening day, and then even in between homestands uh, has been very, very busy, so haven't had time to do a podcast, but it's good to be back, and I've got a great interview for you guys this week. Uh, this is an interview I did about a month ago with a local actress named Dawn Hamill, and we've had a lot of mutual friends, a lot of mutual contacts, but we've never really had any interaction between the two of us, and I was referred to her uh, by a mutual friend of ours saying, hey, you should interview her for your podcast, so reached out to her, we planned the interview, and it was a lot of fun uh, getting to know her. She's been in a lot of movies, uh, especially ones that have been filmed uh, in this area, most notably Three-Headed Shark Attack with Danny Trejo and WWE wrestler Rob Van Dam, as well as a lot of other local actors who had parts in it as well. And it was really cool watching it because I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, I've you know, met this person, I've interviewed this person. I swear at least three or four of the cast members I've had on this show. So it was it was really cool to see. But it was just really cool getting to know Dawn a little bit, talking about some of her future projects, some of the other projects she's been involved with, how she got into acting, things she has coming up. And what's cool is she even told uh, some funny stories about being on set for Anchorman 2, which she had a small part in. So you'll definitely be interested in hearing that. So hopefully you guys enjoy this interview, uh, but before we get to that, I have a quick question for you. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out Atomics, the EP from my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers, featuring the vocals of Mr. Joey Trincali. It has three tracks, including their single Tomorrow's Plan, which happens to be the theme song of this very podcast. This EP is unlike anything the Unicorn Wranglers have done before, so support local music and check out Atomics, which is available now on iTunes and Spotify for only $2.97. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Facebook and also on Twitter and Instagram, at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to check out their website, theunicornwranglers.com. And without further ado, here is my interview with Don Hamill. Sitting here with my very special guest this week, actress Miss Dawn Hamill. How's it going? Going well. How's it going? It's going pretty good. As I was saying, it's a it's a Monday, so could be better, could be worse, and daylight savings time is kind of taking its toll on me, as it is with everybody else. But right. But what can you do? What can you do? <laughs> You can so take a nap. You, you could, I could definitely do that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely do that. Uh, I wanted to start off uh, by asking uh, just a little bit about yourself. Uh, where are you originally from? That's a loaded question in itself. <laughs> this is home now, so Pensacola is where I'm from right now. But my dad was military, so I grew up a Navy brat. I moved every two years, so 
the United States, where I was born. I never stayed very long. But Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, Washington State, Virginia, West Virginia, you know, and then Florida. So A lot of East Coast places. Yes. We never, I mean, just the Washington State when I was in kindergarten. That's about it. West Coast. Out of those, do you consider Florida, like, just because you live here now, has that been your favorite place to live? Or would you prefer to, like, you know, New York or anywhere, like, in the Northeast? Would you ever want to go back? Or do you prefer staying in Pensacola? Florida is definitely home. I am made for southern weather. I hate the cold. Um, I did love New York because we lived in a small rural town called Red Hook. And so we had a view of the mountains, acres of land and woods. Um, I love anything outdoors, but I'm definitely a beach babe. (laughs) What were some of your interests uh, growing up? Like with acting, is it something that you always knew that you wanted to do like as a kid? Or when you got older, was it something that you maybe just wanted to try and see how it went? Like what, what were some things you were into growing up? Well, as a child, I think anybody loves to act because that's what you do. Playing is acting. You just pretend to be the, you know, whatever it is you're doing, you're pretending and you're acting and you're making that moment real. So of course, when I was younger, I had one of my biggest dreams was to be, um, you know, like a supporting lead in a major motion picture film. And um, and that's always been a childhood dream. For the longest time, as I grew up, I thought it was just a childhood dream. So um, it wasn't until about four years ago when I got connected with Anne-Marie Crouch in Fort Walton when it the dream kind of became a reality. <laughs> How did you meet Anne-Marie? Actually, through my best friend, Heather. Her daughter was signed with her from... Um, meeting her through theater and then she suggested that I meet her I was thinking I was gonna do some modeling and pick up modeling and then I just did a boot camp workshop with her for acting and things just took off and I showcased um to larger markets and you know got signed with some bigger agents and how long did you take classes with Amory because did you take classes with uh Darla Kane too absolutely yes I love um I love Miss Darla and a Class X studio. I'm still taking classes whenever I can. I love their Tuesday ongoing classes. Um, it's just making the schedules work out right now. So anytime I can take a class, I do. What's been the most important thing that you've taken from classes with Amory and Darla? There's so much, so it's hard to narrow it down to the most important or the most um, helpful. Really, it's just learning how to look at the sides and look at a script and make it a reality. Um, You break it down, you learn how to listen and react, and you find those notes where you have certain reactions and certain internal reactions, sometimes external reactions. Um, Yeah, again, just taking it, breaking it down, and learning how to make it real to you. Cool, very cool. Kind of going back into you saying, you know, everyone as a child wants to act or do something like that. What were some movies that you grew up loving? I was extremely sheltered. So there's a lot that I didn't watch until I was older. Oh, you know what? It wasn't like super childhood, but early preteens, A League of Their Own. That is a very good movie. We watched that all the time. And I don't know if it was because it kind of felt like a more adult movie that we were allowed to watch. Like <laughs> a more mature. That sounded bad. That's one of my favorite Tom Hanks roles. It's a great movie. Yeah. And Tom Hanks nails it. Now, just curious, 
when did you see Star Wars? You said you didn't see Star Wars until you were older. I saw it. <laughs> I saw all of them like three weeks before the new one. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> My husband bought the tickets for um, this new one as soon as they came out. And then he's like, wait, have you seen this? I was like, no. He's like, you are not allowed to watch anything <laughs> until we catch you up. So we watched five, six, and seven. No, wait. Three, four, and five. What is it? Four, five, four, and six. Four, five, and six. Oh, my gosh. No, it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So we watched four, five, and six. I still haven't seen one, two, and three, but I heard I don't really need to. No, you, you can skip those. Okay, and you'll gotcha. Be okay. <laughs> well, kind of being a newer fan, uh, what did you think of the new one? The new Star Wars was very entertaining. I think they did a great job overall. Again, I didn't have the childhood awe of this um, Star Wars trilogy or whatever trilogy it is um, coming into my adulthood. But yeah, I think the casting, the acting, the directing, the visual effects, everything was great. And a lot of people are really excited that they stuck to um, a lot of the original visual effects to keep the integrity of the film. Mm hmm. A lot of practical effects opposed to CG. Yeah, absolutely. Again, it was just a great movie overall. It was very entertaining. It kept you engaged the whole time. The characters were amazing. It's kind of funny you say that because like, I grew up watching the movies. I saw them when I was like four or five. And as I've gotten older, I've met more people that either have never seen them or they just don't like Star Wars. Yes, I found out I am not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Because most people I work with have never seen a Star Wars movie, which blew my wow, mind. I'm yeah. like, have you not lived? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, like, how do you live? And the, the group I went with uh, opening night, one of my best friends, his wife walked up to me after the movie and she was like, you know, that's the first Star Wars movie I've ever seen. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was like, well. Jaw hit the floor. Oh. I was like, well, did you like it? And she's right. like, yeah, it yeah. was really good. She's like, it makes me want to go back and watch the old ones. I was like, oh, well, good. But yeah. still, that was just, it blew my mind because I guess it's something that, you know, when it's part of your life, ever since you're mm -hmm. like a small child, you right. just can't comprehend it not being there. Right. So uh, it, it's uh, it's kind of been an eye-opening thing. But um, leaving, or like, you're still taking classes, but... What was the first movie role that you ever got? Are we talking like independent film or like major motion picture? Uh, we'll say both. Okay. So the first independent one was with, um, it was just a local production here and it was with Victor's. It was a superhero one. That was a lot of fun to do. Mm -hmm. And then the other one was on Anchorman 2. <laughs> that was my really? first. That was a biggest production set i'd ever been on and what did you do first. in anchorman i was the um producer's assistant oh okay so the australian guy i'm horrible with remembering names but that guy but still that that's awesome though because yeah. that's such a good movie yes what what was it like being on set for that it was um it was very surreal um anchorman is one of uh the most quoted movies that my husband and i quote it was very funny and it was like almost 10 years before they made the second one so when I got cast in that it was like very unreal um that's actually a great story so I'm going to tell you that I was going to Atlanta with another local actress to audition for a um 
for a bigger agency in there. And she had got cast and her she scheduled her fitting to be around the time we had our interview date at the other agency. And um, so I just rode, we rode together to say, you know, it was just smart to ride together and do it all at the same time. So I went with her to her fitting. And while we were there, she signed in and checked in. And I was just like making small talk with the person checking her in and just kind of being funny. I was like, well, hey, you know, I'm a working actress too. If something comes up, just let me know. Uh, so the casting director actually walks down like 10 minutes later and is the lady introduces the casting director to me and says, you know, she's a working actress. If, you know, if something come up and the lady's like, actually, somebody just called and canceled. Come up here. So she took me to her office. She ripped the headshot off the wall. I was like, she's dead to me. <laughs> and I was like, I have a headshot and resume in the car. Would you like me to get it? She's like, yeah. So I got it. She looked over it. She's like, all right, let's do this. And then she put my headshot right up in that place. I just was at the right place at the right time. But still, that's, that's such a cool opportunity, though. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, I'll have to go back and see if I can if I can find you. Like, what what scene are you in? Um, well, I'm in a lot of the office scenes. Okay. They did cut my one line that I had, but that's okay. That's what happens when you're a day player or one-liner. But I'm still in there. So um, one of the main ones is when Brick sees Chani for the first time, and he drops the um, folders. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, right there behind him. Oh, okay. Um, also, when he, she's... When they have that weird confrontation when she's talking on the phone with her and her boss and then uh, Brick walks up. I'm in the background on that one. Oh, gosh, there's a lot. But those are two of the main ones that you really see me in. That's so awesome. I'll have to go back and, and watch it oh, and see if I can find Jack you. Oh, Jack Lime, it gets introduced to Will Ferrell for the first time. Not Will Ferrell, but, you know. Jack Lame. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was Jack Lane by the end of it, but not in the beginning. Not in the beginning, not no. Not when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Anchorman quote? I know it's a really hard question because I would have a hard time answering it too. You're sounding stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are so many good oh, ones. Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, I was reading that you were in an episode of NCIS. I was. What was it like working on that show? That show is amazing. It runs like a well-oiled machine. The team just works day in and day out together. So they flow perfectly. Um, it was a very small role, but it was just a very good privilege to be a part of. <laughs> the cool thing, because it was the, the New Orleans mm-hmm. NCIS. Yeah. They film a lot of stuff there. New Orleans is hopping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New Orleans and it's just really the whole state of Georgia, I think, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Atlanta, Savannah, New Orleans. Yeah, lots of places. It's funny because, you know, I read the other day that was that the legislature isn't going to do anything with film in Florida, which I think is no. really, really stupid. Yeah, they're because, sounding stupid. Because you have the beach here. You have Orlando. You have Tampa, Miami, the Keys. Mm-hmm. So many cool places that you know, it's just going to go to waste. I mean, you see what it's doing with New Orleans. You see what it's doing with Georgia and everything. And it's right. just, yeah, we've just, got such a great place. There's no reason for it not to come here. Yeah, I know. It's, it's dumb. Shame. I, I could do a whole separate podcast about that whole issue. Yes, you could. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot of people that have something to say about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, another movie I wanted to ask you about, uh, Three-Headed Shark Attack. How, what, what was it like uh, doing that movie? Because I know you had uh, Danny Trejo, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name yes. right, uh, Rob Van Dam, former mm-hmm. WWE wrestler, and that was filmed here, correct? Yes, it was. And what was that experience like? 
I learned so much on that set because it was the biggest role I'd had for the longest amount of time in a movie. So I was there almost every day during filming. Um, There's a week prior and a week after that just were different scenes that I weren't a part of. I wasn't a part of. Um, but meeting those people like Danny Trejo, Karuchi Tran, Rob Van Dam, and Jason Simmons, like they're all just people. And it was really, really humbling to meet them and a privilege to get to know them and work with them. The set was um, sometimes chaotic, but any set can be, you know, the director, Chris Roll and Ray Douglas, he did an amazing job dealing with all the changes from production from L.A. that he'd get multiple times during uh, the day. And then just um, dealing with the weather was <laughs> lots of fun, too. Well, the Florida weather is always fun to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, February, it was freezing. We had to swim off the boat to the shore. How long did it take to film that movie? They did it in four weeks, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Very impressive. What's one funny on-set story from that movie? So (laughs) the last jumping off the boat scene to swim to shore before the boat gets eaten by the shark, um, we all had to, we had one take to do it. We were running out of time, running out of sunlight, running out of everything. So we had one take to jump off, dive in, however we're going to do it. Like that's what was going to be used. And so, you know, we're all diving in, no problem. Um, And then Rob Van Dam's character is helping Carlos Rivera, who is um, another local actor. He's actually in LA now, but Carlos's character is very injured. And um, when he's helping him off, they both slip. So it looks like Rob Van Dam is like power driving him into the water. And we're like, oh my God. It was so funny. I guess it's not that funny talking about it, but it's hilarious watching it happen. We're like, oh my God. Well, since he was a wrestler, that's kind of fitting. Yeah, exactly. It was perfect. It's still on set. I mean, on the movie, you can watch it. The cool thing about that movie, and we were talking about this before, is that you know, we've, we know a lot of the same people that are around here, even though we've never really had any interaction before. The cool thing about watching that movie was seeing, you know, all these people that I've either interviewed or that I've met at like the filmmaker meet and greets or Mm -hmm. at conventions or just around town. I'm like, oh, I know this person. Oh, I've interviewed that person. And it's really cool when something's filmed in your area and you just get to see a lot of the people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed that. You know, that was one of the main things about the movie that I liked. I liked it because it was nice um, knowing people on set, not having to like build that friendship, which is another thing I took away from that movie, just being on set and working with people for so long. You build a friendship and a camaraderie happens. And um, But yeah, night, knowing people and knowing the area, just being able to go home at night, I love, loved it being here. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Now, another film that uh, I wanted to discuss uh, is one you're, I guess, working on now, uh, Melanie Rose. What is Melanie Rose about? Melanie Rose is a psychological thriller, and it involves the, um, (laughs) I'm sorry, the director of Melanie Rose sitting over here laughing at me. Uh, He's making sure I don't say too much. It's a dark, very dark, 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 dark. No, I'm just kidding. Um, And it follows the life of a psychologist psychiatrist who is going to a government underground facility to study the effects of chemical testings on inmates 
Sounds interesting mm-hmm. for sure. It's very interesting. It's a lot of fun. I've kind of gotten more into the psychological thrillers than I have before. Cause like I, I've never been a fan of horror mm-hmm. or been a fan of really any type of thriller movie, but I, I've kind of delved more into it as mm-hmm. I've gotten a little bit older. Like I just saw the new uh, Cloverfield movie. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. So don't say anything. Well, I, I won't spoil it, but I, I will say it, it's much more psychological than the original good it's almost a completely different type of movie but if i mean if you like those types of movies you'll really enjoy it john goodman is so good in that movie like i i've said this and it might just be a little bit of exaggeration i don't think it is because i just saw the movie but his performance in that movie was oscar worthy wow it was really john goodman's pretty amazing john goodman is really good but that as far as just him acting that's Mm -hmm one of if not the best things i've ever seen him in it's really really good well now i just have to go see it tonight you should i will that's really good (laughs) it's not that long it's only like an hour and a half oh wow nice uh so are you still currently filming melanie rose there there are two scenes left to be filmed and then principal photography will be wrapped but editing is in process we are going to have it complete no later than october because it will be in Shriekfest in L.A. Uh, we also have local theaters that will be um, premiering on. Cool. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but we're trying to get the director to work a little faster because everybody's waiting. <laughs> <laughs> As he sits off to the side and just shrugs right. his shoulders. <laughs> the fans want it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Do you guys have a website or like a Facebook page where people can find out info about the yeah, movie? Yeah, Melanie Rose It has a Facebook page. Um, the website will direct you straight to it at www.melanierose.com. And that's M-E-L-A-N-Y-R-O-S-E. Perfect. And then we also have a Twitter at Melanie Rose Film. Perfect. And I, I'll put the descriptions and all the links in the episode description awesome. too. So. Uh, besides Melanie Rose, do you have any other projects that you're working on or will be in the very near future that you I can have talk about? Two other independent features that um, are wrapped, and the, well, no, one isn't wrapped. One is wrapped. One I just filmed. My part was wrapped on Sunday. Those will be coming out hopefully within the next couple months, and then I have another short film that's wrapped and edited. They're just going. Um, the score is being done for that. I have no idea what the dates are on them, unfortunately, but all of that would be posted on their Facebook page and my Facebook page. Um, As I get updates, I update. What is one piece of advice you could give to anyone who is aspiring to be an actor or actress? If it's what you love, you're going to continue to do it, but don't get discouraged. You know, if you are getting auditions, that's your job. Your job is to audition. When you get the role, that's just a perk. Um, But again, if it's what you love, you're going to do it no matter what. So don't get discouraged and keep at it. Uh, Do you have any uh, social media or website that you'd like to plug for yourself? Yeah, I have my uh, Facebook page, my acting page. It's just Dawn Hamill. And then I have a Twitter, Dawn Hamill, at Dawn Hamill. You know, very original, I am. (laughs) And that's H-A-M-I-L, yes, and D-A-W-N. D-A-W-N. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview. It was great. Thank you so much for having me. My thanks again to Dawn Hamill for that wonderful interview. Be sure to follow her on Facebook to check out all of her upcoming projects. 
Next week is pretty big. It's going to be episode 100. It's crazy to think that we finally hit 100 episodes. And I will say, uh, stay tuned to social media to find out exactly what this episode is going to entail, because it's going to be a big episode. There will be a new interview, but there will be a couple of surprises as well. So until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Derek underscore Diamond. And follow the show on Twitter at DDE underscore podcast. And that's all I've got. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond. And we'll see you guys back here next week for episode 100. been listening to a Nerd Cave Network production.